Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live, broadcasting live from St. James Coffee House here in Rochester, Minnesota. Great place to go for faith and fun and meeting friends. I encourage you to come uh, here to St. James if you're in the area passing through or here in Rochester listening. Uh, it's a great place. They have the brouhaha coming up uh, in early February, February 9th, a great fundraiser. You can find information on the St. James Coffee website. And in this half hour, we're going to have a special segment of Straight Talk. Uh, and for Straight Talk, I, you're welcome to call in to Real Presence Radio Live. Uh, you're welcome to send something through the Facebook uh, for Real Presence Radio. And give me your questions. I'd be happy to talk about whatever is on your mind regarding faith and uh, knowing our Lord Jesus. And, and uh, <laughs> i got a question already. Here, let's come up. Uh, Father, since you're in a coffee shop, uh, I have a fitting question for you. What is your favorite type of coffee? I love it. Well, first of all, I like coffee, and I like coffee a lot. And I'm, I, maybe I'm one of those blessed people. I can drink coffee in the evening, and it doesn't, at least at this point in my life, it doesn't bother me. Uh, but um, the, uh, but I, mainly I like coffee with cream. I like coffee black. Um, but um, I like coffee. <laughs> so... Uh, but thank you. That's a great question. Uh, I used to drink more of the sugar type of stuff, but uh, that tends to stick around uh, on the the sides and everything. So I try to keep the weight down. But the the uh, I like coffee, uh, and it's a and I also like cappuccino. I suppose my all time favorite kind of coffee drink. Uh, I like a a cappuccino with some cream in it. And when I was in Rome or visiting Italy, uh, those are some of my favorite drinks. I that'd probably be the best. Uh, but the the workhorse the workhorse coffee for me, the one that's my go-to every day, is just nice black coffee. So, and so that's what I'm up to. And any questions you have, please just give us a call. Let us know. And uh, I got one uh, thing that's come in here on the holy name of Jesus. <clears throat> Uh, with the holy Jesus, holy name of Jesus here in January, and what about devotion to the holy name of Jesus? Is this important for us? That's a great question. We celebrate the holy name of Jesus in early January, January second or third, uh, is the holy name of Jesus. But the whole month, uh, traditionally, is given over to devotion to the holy name of Jesus. So I want to go through a few things here on that beautiful devotion to Jesus' holy name. And we know in Scripture, J Jesus said in John 16, Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask anything of the Father, he will give it to you in my name. And we know elsewhere that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So the Father is pleased with the name of Jesus and with uh, calling Jesus. We know that he it was the will of God. Uh, we heard that through the angel, that that uh, the name of Jesus would be when Jesus appeared, when the angel came to Joseph um, and the Blessed Mother Mary. Uh, also from Acts of the Apostles, be it known to you all, to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this man is standing before you healed. That was in Acts 4, verse 10. So the thing, the beautiful power of the name of Jesus is that it's living and effective. The name of Jesus is not just simply a name. It, it invokes the person, the second person of the Holy Trinity. It invokes the divinity of Jesus. It invokes his divine power. Uh, there's a sense in which uh, and, and this is why it's so bad to take Jesus' name in vain, to use his name in vain, because when we say his name, uh, he gives uh, the, the special attentiveness, much like it's, it's akin to how we're made as well. If you're, 
like I'm here in the coffee house, if someone were to say, hey, Father Kazel, I'd look, okay, who's calling me? Well, anytime someone says the name of Jesus, like our Lord, who's always looking at us, but he's my special ear, my listening, my, my attention is intently look upon you. And how then uh, offending it is to God when someone says his name, but says it without, without first meaning to talk to him, but then secondly, uh, in a blasphemous way, a one that is actually an insult, uh, because taking his name in vain, uh, and God hears and sees all those things, it offends him. Uh, so th- that's a sign to us of this idea that Jesus' name is living. And furthermore, when we call upon his name with love and devotion, with the interior intention of wishing to draw his attention, his special love and focus in that moment that I have something I want to say to you, Jesus. I want to talk to you from my heart. And he gives his heart. And, th- and that is the, the effectiveness of, of our Lord says, yes, yeah, speak to me. Li- I- I'm ready. I'm here. So it's a living Jesus' name is alive, um, and his holy name uh, is powerful in sharing his love with us. So furthermore, then, another thing about Jesus' name is that it reminds us of who he is and who we are. That Jesus is God, that he is the Savior, he is the Anointed One, he is the one who blesses us uh, with the blessing of our Heavenly Father and gives us identity, and that it is through him that is our path to heaven. So he reminds us of this, who he is as our Savior. It also reminds us of who we are, that we're creatures. Uh, our Lord is the uncreated creator, and we are the created creatures who are finite. And we stand before the infinite God, and Jesus is the one mediator who brings us into relationship with our Heavenly Father. Uh, so Jesus reminds us of who we are and uh, calls upon us to humbly accept him in faith. And that humble acceptance of him in faith leading us to love him in the obedience of faith that we choose to give ourselves in service over to him. This is who we are and we stand before God in need of forgiveness, in need of healing. uh, And we must practice with the humility of Jesus. And remember that beautiful prayer, uh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thine. That his name helps us with this. So I'm going to pause here for a moment on the holy name of Jesus. We had another question come in. Uh, Thank you, Michael from Fargo. Uh, what advice do you have to deal with spiritual dryness uh, when you want to be more devoted, but you are having trouble with spiritual motivation? Hey, Michael, great question. Great question. So first thing to be convicted, never stop praying. And I, I like to I like to reinterpret negative spiritual experiences so that they are actually signs to us of what we must do positively in our spiritual actions. So when you have spiritual dryness, I encourage you to increase your prayer to increase your resolve to take time to pray. And why? Uh, and you must do that in your will, to choose to pray. Why? Because you don't feel like it. And your feeling can uh, um, persuade you to slowly give up praying or to not pray. But when you don't feel like praying or you're having dryness, it's actually then I encourage you, increase your commitment. Increase the amount of time. Maybe you're, you're dedicating 15 minutes a day, but you're having spiritual dryness. We'll start giving 20 minutes a day. Make, make it a deeper effort. And then secondly, I encourage you um, to be sure you make a good confession uh, and, and regular growth in the spiritual life, at least confession once a month. And if, you, if, you, if there's any awareness of a grave sin, to go to confession as soon as you're able so that the fullness of the grace uh, of sanctifying grace is active and alive, the Holy Spirit within you, through the forgiveness of sins. Uh, and then along with that then, continue to nurture a devotion to the Blessed Mother, the Virgin Mary, our Mother, and the Mother of God. And along with Mary, St. Joseph. St. Joseph is a kind of master regarding a, a 
a particular way the interior life. And reading on various doctors and saints who have written on St. Joseph, uh, including St. Teresa of Avila, she uh, does a beautiful challenge that if you're not devoted to St. Joseph, she would comment that I, I would offer you the challenge of be devoted to him. Give him some of your intentions, your spiritual needs, and see if he disappoints you because he won't. Uh, she said, I've never have I given over an intention to St. Joseph and he's failed to get me or obtain graces and helps and protections that that uh, she said that she needed. St. Joseph is a marvelous helper in the interior life. And his litany is beautiful, including one of my favorites, called the Terror of Demons. Uh, sometimes we're tempted to not pray or we're, uh, you know, God, uh, the devil asks our Lord God to uh, let times of trial or temptation or suffering to see, will the soul then give up praying? Will the soul then love you less, God? And so the, there's a kind of testing that at times God permits. So the spiritual dryness... I also want to encourage you to increase your prayer, be uh, renewed in commitment to prayer for spiritual motivation because there are graces with this. Uh, and I encourage people who experience spiritual dryness to renew acts of love for God, uh, to say the holy name of Jesus I was just talking about, to work to say his name with love and devotion and offer the sufferings uh, that you experience in the dryness to Jesus. And, and it's, it's understood that those, those offerings of love in that way are even more meritorious uh, and merit in God's eyes uh, more and greater blessings because there's no immediate reward. There's no consolation for loving God and those actions of loving God. And so you, the reward then comes in greater expansion of the heart and greater rewards and blessings merit to come in the future. And so th there's actually many and beautiful graces when you experience spiritual dryness. And th these are all ways to resist the dryness, which is in the Ignatian uh, uh, teaching regarding spiritual desolation or dryness that you you resist that and you resist it by increasing your petition your fervor your, your fervor and dedication as much as you're able from your heart to resist the dryness to be close to jesus uh the rosary and uh, other favorite devotions are very helpful but never quit praying uh, always be determined each day you're going to pray uh, and i think the the first best decision of every single day that someone could make is is to pray and when you wake up in the morning, lift your heart to our Lord. Lift, give your heart to our Blessed Mother, St. Joseph. Give, your, give the coming day the gift of time, the time of the day to Jesus. And ask Jesus to make of your time what he wants it to be. And think of when is, when is my appointment with Jesus? When am I going to stop and pray? Jesus, when is that time? It, it's a beautiful question to ask our Lord, I think, uh, because he sees the day and you're just getting started and you don't see the day exactly as it'll turn out and, and you'll know at the end of the day what it was like but but he sees the day and so lord here's the day uh when are we going to get together when are we going to have our our talk and and spend time together in a just a quiet way in some silence so he'll help you to know and he looks forward to that himself to make that holy appointment with him that's a, a great and blessed thing so uh, great question, Michael, and I, anyone out there experiencing spiritual dryness, that's what I encourage you to do. Uh, never quit praying, but renew yourself in fervor and devotion and commitment to prayer. Another question just came in. Thank you for this question, theology question. Um, how do we know Mary was perpetually a virgin? Why is this such an important Catholic belief? Uh, great question. Well, we, we know this from Scripture, that it was prophesied that the virgin would be with child, and we know that in the Old Covenant. Uh, we, we also have that as a continual teaching, as a tradition with a capital T. Uh, so, and this is very important for Catholic belief uh, because 
of the fruitfulness of Mary was to be of the Holy Spirit. And the fruitfulness of Mary uh, would be Jesus. Jesus being the new Adam, Mary being the new Eve. And so the, we, must, we go back to the beginning and God created Adam. And God gave Adam dominion over the garden, we know. And Adam named everything. And then uh, Adam noticed, there were, well, there's no one like me. Uh, and then so Adam had a desire and implicitly expressed to God. But before God put Adam into a sleep to remove his rib to create Eve, he gave Adam the instruction, Now, you shall not eat of the tree uh, of the knowledge of good and evil, lest you die. So then God created Eve. And then we know from there that Eve was tempted first. And Adam, though, didn't defend Eve and didn't do his part to say, no, Eve, we can't. That's not, God does not want this. He did not act. Adam did not act in a crucial way there to fulfill what God wanted. And so Eve ate, gave the fruit to Adam, Adam ate, and we have the original sin. And so then the spiritual progeny we have from Adam and Eve is the loss of grace, the loss of friendship, and the departure from the will of our Heavenly Father and all the consequences that go with that. The spiritual departure and the spiritual departure that, that gives meaning to the physical world because the world is created by God, uh, by His divine will and His spiritual power. So he, God created everything from nothing. And when He created the materials, the world, and made formed man and woman, then he gave life in the soul. So the spiritual progeny that we have from Adam and Eve is death. And it is also the other consequences, suffering, uh, concupiscence or weakening of the will toward evil. Uh, we also have a darkening of the intellect and a struggle to learn and to understand truth, uh, especially in relationship with God. So we struggle through life in these ways. But Jesus and Mary, Jesus through Mary, uh, becomes the healing. And the spiritual progeny we have from Jesus is new life being recreated uh, by means and the power of the Holy Spirit through the gift and shedding of his precious blood on the cross. And then we have this through Mary, who herself being a virgin, who herself being the only fruit that she was giving to the Holy Family would be life, and that life being eternal life, and that eternal life is Jesus for the life of the human family. So this is why it's so important Mary was in this sense including a physical virgin and also had this spirit in the spiritual sense a spiritual virgin never guilty of original sin, never committed a personal sin. So so we have this then the fruit of Mary being Jesus and Jesus being the new Adam, Mary the new Eve, their gift to us uh, by the power of God and the saving power of the Holy Spirit is spiritual life and being able to be adopted sons and daughters uh, of our Heavenly Father through Jesus, faith in Him, in a personal relationship with Him. And we have to thank then through our Blessed Mother for her fiat. Uh, we thank her for her, her profound faith, hope and love and the will of God and her uh, humility and meekness that merited uh, her to be uh, selected and chosen to be the mother of God. So I could go on for a while with that, but that was a, a great question. <laughs> There's probably more that could be added, uh, but that's what comes off the top of my mind right now. Why Mary was perpetually a virgin because, and, and, uh, and it also meant the perpetual virginity. It means that the Jesus willed, we know on the cross that she would be a mother to all of us, that she'd be, as we know now, the mother of the church and the mother of the children of God, uh, that, that, on the cross, Jesus gave Mary to John the Apostle. And, and John was standing in our place for all the New Covenant era, that whoever would come to faith in Jesus would come to know that in that moment that Jesus did not only give Mary to John the Apostle, but in the place of John the Apostle that Jesus was really giving uh, 
Jesus was really giving Mary to all of us. Jesus was giving Mary to all of us and uh, um, uh, that, uh, uh, that we could then call and have our Blessed Mother as a special mother in the spiritual life. And she would share with us Jesus. And that's a big part of Mary's mission in our current times, to share Jesus, share love and truth, who is Jesus. Uh, so Mary always brings Jesus and wants to give him to us uh, that we may uh, believe in him and love him and serve him. So another reason why Mary is, is a, a perpetual virgin, always giving the pure life of Christ. So if you want to call in, here is the phone number. Uh, we have more time here to take any questions. 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. Again, great questions so far. I, li- I love talking about these things. Uh, sometimes when you're on the radio here, you can empathize that... Uh, uh, come up with what digging back in the seminary time, digging back in the spiritual reading, um, and I can probably think of more after I'm off the radio here. Oh, I should have brought this up or that up. <laughs> Again, it's eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Great questions from our listeners out there. Um, we don't have a question currently on the board, so I'm going to go back a little bit into the holy name of Jesus uh, about why the holy name is so important. And we look at the Catechism, uh, the Catholic Church, number 432. Catechism, a great resource, uh, especially the segment, the last segment, all of it, the segment on prayer, speaking of prayer. Uh, but in 432, the name Jesus signifies that the very name of God is present in the person of his Son, made man for the universal and definitive redemption from sins. It is the divine name that alone brings salvation, and henceforth all can invoke his name. For Jesus united himself to all men through his incarnation, so that there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So the name of Jesus is profoundly important. One of the things about the holy name of Jesus here, the month of January devotion, is I encourage you to offer reparation. Ah, It's so sad, but so many people will take his name in vain unthinkingly, and perhaps in moments of anger or rage, that saying his name, and it's a it's a very difficult habit if someone ends up doing that. It's a it's one where if you hear it, uh, offer reparation, uh, ask our Lord for mercy, ask our Lord to forgive uh, that blasphemy. And again, blasphemy is a sin uh, of a, a direct insult to God Himself. And sometimes people do it unknowingly; they're not thinking about it, they're not thinking about the consequence. But nonetheless, uh, it is still an offense. But others are are in a rage; they're they're you know even changing His name in a very serious way, in an offensive way. So. It's, uh, it's important that we offer reparation. And what does reparation mean? Uh, that we engage in our relationship with our good Lord Jesus and we ask him for forgiveness. We ask him uh, to um, uh, forgive those offenses, to show mercy, to provide graces for souls that are offending him, to come out of that darkness and basically for Jesus to reveal himself. And we can ask for our Blessed Mother to obtain that grace as well, that she may that she may share Jesus uh, with the soul so that there may be uh, less commissions of sin, fewer occasions that offend God. Uh, and then furthermore, that one will find as, as one offers reparation for the sins, especially of taking his holy name in vain, that one necessarily grows in love. That one grows in love. It's much like... Um, uh, that that gift of counsel and consolation, like if if someone is is hurt in the heart and someone else comes and sees that and shows empathy and compassion, uh, the one who has the injury uh, can receive that compassion and empathy, and then there's a there's a kind of bond that happens there. That uh, this is one uh, who consoles me. 
Uh, and that's, again, going back kind of an Old Testament prophecy there. I looked for one to console me, but there were none. So we, we need to be that one. And that's the, the antiphon also for the, 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 the Mass of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I looked for one to console me, and there, there was none. That we, we need to be that one. Uh, Mother Teresa talked about that idea, too, that we need to be the one who satiates the thirst of Jesus. And his heart thirsts for love. And his, his thirst for love and that experience and uh, he's given us to know in his own heart is that many, many people not only are indifferent to him, but even uh, directly offend him. And that, that um, his heart is looking to be loved uh, by each one of us who are baptized and all people throughout the world that we know that elsewhere, that in scripture too, that every knee will bend at the name of Jesus in the heavens, on earth and under the earth, that everyone uh, will bow at the, the proclamation of the holy name. Here it is. I just found that. It's from Philippians chapter 2, uh, starting in verse 6. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bend, of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's just beautiful. I love hearing that. I love saying that. I love thinking that idea, just thinking this, that everyone is going to bend. So right now, those that are not bending the knee, but even worse, not only not bending the knee, but offending Jesus uh, and offending him to his heart by saying his name in vain or using his name in such a way as a curse word uh, that we can offer reparation. And just as if, you know, any of us, if we were uh, in spiritual darkness and not realizing, not understanding the negative consequences of sin, what would we wish someone would do for us? Well, we would hope that someone would pray for us. We would hope that someone would ask our good Lord for forgiveness and that we would come to realize the grace to ourselves ask God for forgiveness. We would hope that someone would, would intercede on our behalf before the Most High God and begin to offer reparation so that in due time one's own self could come to conversion and then begin to uh, love our Lord personally and have the rightful devotion that God merits and deserves and that we are meant to offer to God. Um, and then the other thing is that there's a formal devotion to the Holy Name of Jesus. Uh, we might see the symbol IHS, the Holy Name of Jesus, and many people wear that as well on the Holy Name of Jesus. And the Orthodox have the Holy Name of Jesus as a mantra to pray his name. So I encourage you here in January to think of the Holy Name of Jesus. Um, I just got another question came in. We'll answer this as the last one before we're going to depart from this segment of Straight Talk. Great questions, everybody. First, do you have a favorite Bible verse? Perhaps one you turn to in times of trouble. Good question. Uh, I like to read the Passion narrative, especially in John. And I really like uh, when Jesus is there, he's dying. One of his last acts is, Behold your mother. And then says, Behold your son. And I like to put myself in the feet of John. And I like to be there with Mary and to be there with Jesus and to experience the power of his words. Uh, that, that I would say would be, uh, if not my favorite, at least one of my most favorite. Uh, and after that, uh, I, I love uh, Psalm 91. I love that's a confident, trusting one that where when you have times of trouble, that Psalm 91 is so consoling. So if you, anyone out there who's, you know, you're experiencing spiritual turmoil, difficulty, go to that Psalm 91. We pray it each Sunday for Sunday evening night prayer uh, before we go to sleep. And then it will repeat it also during the octaves. So, but scripture, the word of God, go to it, study scripture, immerse yourself in relationship with the word of God. So thank you, everyone. That wraps up our Straight Talk segment with Father Randall Chiesa live here at St. James Coffee. And we're going to then uh, uh, send it back over to Fargo for an, uh, uh, pre uh, what is upcoming here next on Real Presence Radio.
On the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your host will be Jacques Daniel coming to you live from Rapid City, South Dakota. His guests will include Father Phil Ackerman, who will speak about the raising of the church bells at the new Holy Cross Bell Tower in Fargo, North Dakota. He will also be speaking with Michael Pauly, who will share details about the upcoming South Dakota legislative session, along with the Brick by Brick event, which seeks to create a pro-life culture in South Dakota. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. And Father, I did have one final straight talk question for you. What's that? Well, I'm curious. So I don't think there's a prayer for radio board operators out there. Can you just write your own <laughs> prayers, or how does that all work? I was curious. <laughs> That's a great question. Well, I tell you what, regarding, regarding prayers, uh, if you ask our Lord, what is the prayer? Because remember, the, the Holy Spirit is the Lord and teacher of prayer. We don't know how to pray as we ought. So I just recommend believe in Jesus and Holy Spirit. What is the prayer? What am I to say? And then you go from there. So uh, I'll include you in the blessing here at the very end. Oh. Well, thank you very much. I just wanted to ask. <laughs> oh, no problem. Uh, so uh, anything else that's come up? How much time do we have left? We got almost exactly two minutes to hurt in the show here. So go ahead and you can end whenever you want. All right, that sounds awesome. And if I can give one one last big thing, we're, we're talking about prayer, and we're talking about um, daily prayer. You know, one one thing I advise as I prepare couples for marriage, and I think this is good for any couple out there. And speaking of the men's conference and other events coming up, is that you know, couples in your families, you could develop your a living prayer, and by that means you uh, sit down and husband and wife, you can write out a prayer and a prayer that you would say together every single day, and. I encourage the rosary every day, but there, there's also room for your own living prayer, and that prayer can be composed of the, of praise, petition, sorrow for sin, and asking our Lord to give healing and forgiveness for you in your marriage, and healing and forgiveness in your family, and and then for specific things, specific things for your work, specific things for your goals and hopes uh, for the future, and especially for salvation. Specific things for children and grandchildren, but it, but I just encourage you to uh, have your own prayer that you can write out and then begin to pray, and then it, it doesn't have to be a, a like a, a dead prayer in a sense that you never change it. You can add names in, you can take names out as once when petitions are answered, and you can begin to have this dynamic of a prayer that leads to a, a prayerful conversation between husband and wife and family, and then with God Himself, and the Holy Spirit would be delighted in that. So that concludes our show today. Thanks for being with us here at St. James Radio, Real Presence Radio Live. And I'm going to conclude with a blessing. The Lord be with you. And through the intercession of Mary the Immaculate Conception and St. Joseph, may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.